0: there we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message to find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved check out our website message.org.uk joy moore's dad uh dave moore uh, as you may know he's another one of our trustees it was on the best board meeting we've ever had dave said he had this word going through his head and he knew he knew something about it, it was like oh, what is that word And it was nazare That's a funny word and it was going through his head and he thought I need to check that out and he'd obviously had heard about this in the past but you know sometimes God just brings things to your recollection and he checked out on online what Nazare is. You know what Nazare is? It's the place in Portugal which has the biggest waves in the world. It's a a legendary surfing spot where you can have a, a hundred foot waves And, you know, the waves are so fast and so vast that guys on jet skis have to pull the surfers to a certain speed, and then they they have to ride behind them on the jet skis, because if they come off their board, they're curtains, you know. And so, and Dave actually said a lovely thing. He said, I feel like, at the moment, I'm a bit like one of these guys on a jet ski. I'm just trying to pull the evangelist forward, pull him, get him up to speed, and then be there driving behind him in case they fall over, you know, to pick them up. Just that sense of, it's not about me being a name. You know, the surfer can have his name doing his thing. I'm just behind the scenes making sure he's up to speed. And if he does fall over, picking him up. What a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God, don't you think? What a picture of of the, the wave that we're going to see. And, and we mentioned that the next... Um, Community Grocery is with Victory Outreach. I don't know if you've ever heard Paul Lloyd talk about the vision God gave him in Los Angeles. At this vast conference, a a technical vision of a wave hitting Manchester. In every street, every corner. It's so powerful when Paul tells it. And I believe it's the Lord. My friend, um, Matt Redman. See what I did there? My friend, Matt Redman. (laughs) But... But here's my friend, actually. My friend, Matt Redmond said the key to ministry is finding the waves of the Lord and then riding them. He said it's not, it's about riding the waves to the maximum. And when the wave arrives, you're ready with your surfboard to ride that baby for the glory of Jesus. He didn't say baby because he wouldn't, would he? <laughs> but but uh, um, you're not many babies in Matt Redmond's songs, are there? But anyway, um, but was, right, the key is riding that wave. And uh, often, just trying to catch that wave, you regularly fall over, your eyes start to sting, your throat's killing you, you're like, I'm ready to give up now, I'm so exhausted. Then suddenly, the big one, suddenly the Nazare wave comes along and we ride it to the glory of Jesus. And interestingly, and David didn't even know this, but Daniel Eduardo told me that Nazare, you know what it means? Nazareth. That's just interesting, isn't it? It means Nazareth, Uh, the place where these vast waves rise from is called Nazareth. So I'm going to take this analogy a little bit further, if you don't mind, because you know the one thing you need in order to see vast waves. The reason that there are these huge waves in this place called Nazare in Portugal is because of the wind. Without the wind, you're never going to see any waves. You can have the perfect cove. You can have the perfect equipment. You can have the jet skiers ready. You can have the guy on the surfboard. You can have people of great skill and great experience who've ridden big ones before. But without the wind, you're going nowhere. Without the wind, you're just going to sit there all day looking a bit stupid and being very bored. But when the wind comes... You can ride that thing. And I I believe that's a picture spiritually about what's happening in our nation. I honestly do. I think the conditions are right. We've got a nation living in fear and mental health problems and and fear their own mortality like at no time in my lifetime. We've got so many things that people have built their lives on crumbling All around them. We've got a church with the right equipment. I believe that. I know people are, you know, saying, oh, so many churches are going to close down. Well, many of those churches should have closed down long ago. But there is a church left behind in this nation, and God has done something spectacular with us. He's positioned us in community. This whole movement of word and deed that's happened in the last 20 years where the church has got engaged, the church is out of the building, the church is serving the poor. Part of the reason I believe that the government couldn't stand... To shut churches down when everything else was shutting down in this lockdown, March, all our churches are shut down, it was because they've recognised the impact. They recognise how much food we're delivering, how much care, how much compassion, just how much of a safety net this beautiful church of Jesus is bringing at a time like this. The church is positioned not just in terms of word and deed, but in terms of word and spirit. Since I became a Christian, there's been a massive Holy Spirit renewal going right across the nation. And it's incredible. The church has got the right equipment for a time like this. All we need is the wind to blow. We need the wind of the Spirit to blow and enable us to ride the wave of the gospel as it hits our communities. And that's obviously a God thing. Only he can make The wind of the spirit blow. However, there are certain things we can do, certain things that have always happened down history when the wind has blown significantly and there's been a revival move. Things that draw the attention of God, things that create the perfect conditions so that when the wind blows, it's a really big wave. And they're all perfectly described in that passage I mentioned before in Acts chapter 6. There's passion for the poor. Look at it right the way through the early church. In Acts chapter 6, the confusion was about too big an opportunity to feed the poor. Daily distribution, there's so many poor and they knew it was God's heart. And it was a little bit chaotic as the work grew, as the wind blew. And the disciples knew that they, they were getting their attention caught up in this good work that wasn't for them. It was for others who were filled with the spirit and wisdom. It was for, yeah, amazing Christians who were set apart for God's work. They, the disciples, it says in Acts chapter six, were to devote themselves to two things, prayer and the ministry of the word. And they to find some people like Stephen and Philip and co, amazing people, full of the spirit and wisdom to coordinate the daily distribution of food to the poor, to bless the poor on a daily basis. And the three things, I believe, that create the perfect conditions for a move of God, for the wave to rise. The three things that draw his attention, if you like, are all there in Acts chapter six. The poor, God loves the poor. When you do this for the poor, you do it for Jesus. You can't get away from it. You want God's attention, love the poor. Find the poorest members of society. Just pour out his love on them. Reach out to them. Look at the people who Jesus gathered around himself, the Alpha and the Omega, the King of Glory, a funny old ragbag bunch of broken humanity. There they were all around him. Jesus loves the poor. And if we love Jesus, we better get his heart for the poor. Second thing is proclamation, the ministry of the word. Central, absolutely central to every move of God down history is people who love this Word and are determined to minister it in the power of the Spirit. The poor and proclamation. And the third thing is prayer. It was ministry of the Word and prayer that the disciples had to set themselves apart to. We're not gonna see that move of God. That's why this week is a crucial week in the history of the message. That's why it's so important if you haven't signed up yet at 11 o'clock today, you sign up. Sign up for an hour in the morning, sign up for an hour in the afternoon and see if you're not changed if you give yourself to that. Forget everything else, But see, also, maybe it's time for the wave to rise. And as we press into God in prayer and worship and devotion, as we bring our best to this week, just see what God does. And of course, once they'd organized these things, made sure they didn't take the foot off the gas of loving the poor, whatever you do, you know, because you've got to minister the word and prayer, don't forget about the poor. You know, it's all got to be all three together. Look what happened. What a precious verse. Acts chapter 6, verse 7 is. It says this. I've not got my glasses, you probably noticed, and it's a very small print Bible. And I did have it printed out somewhere. But it says this, right? Oh no, there you go. Thanks, Sam. Okay, I've got my glasses, all right? This is Acts chapter 6, verse 7. This is what it sounds like. This is what it looks like to see a gigantic wave. This is what a, a wave of blessing crashing on communities. So once the done this, once they'd found the guys, they'd recruited the people to organise the daily distribution of food to the poor, once they'd focused themselves on prayer and ministry of the word and they had those three cornerstones in place, so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. Look, not the number of decisions in Jerusalem, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. This was culture transformation. This was absolutely radical overflow blessing from God. Don't you want that? Don't you want that kind of wave, people? will do well. If you do, let's focus on the poor. Let's focus on proclamation, ministering the word, and let's focus on prayer and just see what God does. You know, the last thing Dave Moore said last Tuesday, he said, when that ri- wave rises, as he absolutely is convinced it's coming. You know, he's one of these people who's just ready. When that wave comes, he said, it makes ordinary people look great. (laughs) And I thought that is so true, isn't it? You know, it makes ordinary people like me and you look extra special, but it's not us who are special, it's the Lord. And when he said that, I thought about the guys who were behind this whole revival way back in Acts chapter six. You know how they were defined by the Pharisees? unschooled ordinary men and they've been with that chap Jesus. <laughs> They're the people who are going to drive this thing forward, unschooled ordinary blokes. What right did the apostles do to be the wave riders riding this wave of de- revival? The only right they had was the Alpha and Omega had chosen him. The King of glory has said, you're the one for me and I'm going to equip you. I'm going to give you the skills. I'm going to give you the wisdom. I'm going to fill you with my genius Holy Spirit so you could do things that you could never do. Do it, Lord. Do it again and make us diligent this week. Grow our heart for the poor. Grow our heart for your word to see your gospel proclaimed front and centre in all we're doing at the moment and grow our heart for prayer. Don't let us be the slackers, Lord. Will others step up to the plate? Let us be the ones who pray passionate prayers. And Lord, as we do that, please, would you do the thing that only you can do? Blow, breathe, the wind of your mighty spirit blowing so we can see this wave crashing on our communities. Amen. (laughs)